Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 126. I'm going to talk today about the subject of flexibility. A lot of this I heard from Rav Shimon Grun, Yishir Amar and Torah anytime. Uh, it's Kedai to look him up. He has a lot of very important insights on Shalom Bayis and other things. And I um, just want to uh, share some of the Nekudas he said about flexibility. Uh, he explained that first he talked about how Shalom Bayis is very different by different people. Some people um, feel that as long as they're not fighting with each other and there's a calm better than it was before, that's enough. And for some that's not enough. They want, you know, more open love um, or to become one. And so the goals of Shalom Bayis uh, differ from one another. Obviously, the, 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 the ideal is to maximize the best possible, um, you know, way it could be. But regardless, the tools are equal in every marriage no matter what the level it is at, by using these tools, it'll get better. And the more p- effort you put in, the better it will get up to a point where it really could be a wonderful relationship. And um, he explains there that the truth is, is that the concept of flexibility is applies to every relationship between two people. Um, and... Um, it's basically the idea is that each person has their own private box they're in, and then they go out of their comfort zone, out of their box, to go into some type of mutual box where they see together each other's vision. Um, and in Reverend Shimon Grun's view, he feels that flexibility is the number one main trait in a shidduch. And um, inflexibility is an issue in every single relationship. Um, To accommodate the life and interest of the other, that's what flexibility is, going beyond and out of your own interests. And that is really the key to any shidduch. If a shidduch is, if, if a person develops that skill to be able to do that, that is the number one tool and the number one thing to look for. Of course, you look for other things too, but that's really... Uh, uh, extremely important Nakuda. And then he said a joke there. He said, you know, someone saying, I want someone to always tolerate me, uh, always look good, always accommodate me, and, and always be there for me and understand me no matter what my, 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 my ups and downs are. And, um, and the shotgun basically said, if you want all that, just get a smartphone. And the truth is, he said, you know, why should anyone once want to do that? Why should someone want to go into a shidduch with the other person saying, I want you to always look good, always accommodate me, always be, for, be there for me, love me unconditionally no matter what I do? It's, it's wrong, in his view, to look for something like that, and I tend to agree with him, uh, because that's, first of all, unrealistic, and there's a quite amount of level of selfishness there. Um, and um, I, you're going to worry the opposite way. If that's the case, and I always need, you know, worry about the other and give to the other, what about my own needs? The answer to that is, is that by you expanding your own box 
and getting incorporating a person, other person's view in his life into yours, when you become more flexible and more tolerant, it becomes good for you too, for your own sake, not just for the relationship's sake. And inflexibility is basically getting stuck on one idea in your perception, and, and that's the problem. And when you become flexible, it doesn't mean you become a doormat. It doesn't mean you become swallowed up by that other person, like you're, you know, you're totally bottled to that other person and you're like a nothing. No, that's not what it means to be flexible. But rather, it means to understand what the other person uh, is, that the other person has needs and desires, just like you have your needs and your desires, and you are open to their needs and their feelings. And um, the, he also explained there, which is a very important concept, that flexibility is not just the present situation. It's also about the past. Because people tend to be so self-absorbed, something upsetting happened in the past, in their marriage or in their childhood, and they become fixated by it, and they can't get past it. And um, they harp on it, harp on that disappointment. And, um, and the truth is, you have to ask yourself, we all have to ask ourselves, how long will you always have to bring this up? And that's a problem with couples, too, where, where the one, okay, ready, something was done in the, in the far distant past or not too distant past, but they learned from it, they went past it, and the other one always brings it up. They harp on it and harp on it and harp on it. That's also a sign of inflexibility. That's also a sign of being stuck on something when really what should happen is you let bygones be bygones. Even if something happened in the past that wasn't good, uh, 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 every intelligent, emotionally intelligent human being needs to learn to get past it. Of course you make amends. Of course you learn from it. But the bottom line is, is you need to move beyond it. And um, very often, this is a problem, this is a problem, blind spots that people have, you tend to see that the other person is inflexible. But you don't see your own inflexibility. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes a person is flexible and their spouse is not. And they're always bending. They're always accommodating. They're always bending over backwards to make their inflexible spouse happy. But they think they're not flexible because, uh, you know, their spouse pretty much knocked it into their heads that they're not. And really they are. So you have that problem also. So the key is that... um, If someone is inflexible in the present, they're probably inflexible about the past. And if someone's inflexible about the past, they're probably inflexible in the present. And everyone on their own needs to be honest with themselves. Um, And um, it won't help you to try to fix the other person. It will only help if you try to fix yourself. As a general rule, that's the call. You have to look at whatever inflexibility you have within yourself and you need to identify it and help yourself by expanding your own box and getting more comfortable being outside your box and, 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 and expanding it so that that other person could be in there together with you. And the truth is, life that way will be much easier, much calmer, more healing, more redeeming when you learn to let go of those small annoyances 
That's part of inflexibility, not tolerating these small annoyances, not allowing it to let it go, and always harping on it. That's inflexibility. You'll let it go. There's no reason to make a big deal about everything, even if you're right. That's inflexibility. Not everything has to be mentioned. Not every wrong has to be uh, brought out to the light and picked apart. Some things, it's just simply better to just let go. That's not called burying things under the rug. The trivialities and human nature with people making their normal mistakes that they made, that's not called burying it in the rug when you let it go. Those things are important to let it go. If there's a severe pattern uh, of real serious behavior, that's a different story. But initially, you're not chayshish for that, but rather it, that it's human, normal human nature that took place. And it's just different personalities that clashed. Mistakes may have been made, regular human mistakes. You ask forgiveness and you correct it and you move on. <laughs> and what a person needs to try to do is the opposite. That instead of always harping on the negative, they need to <coughs> excuse me, they need to try the opposite. To notice the good, to notice what you do agree upon, to notice how your spouse is accommodating you. And make a big deal about that when your spouse is actually accommodating you. Thank you very much for accommodating me. And your life will become much more easier, much more pleasant, not just for your spouse, but for yourself, by recognizing those good points. And um, the truth is, a person has to think to himself, if they're always bumping into people, this is all Shim and Grun talking, if you're always talking to people, and you always have issues with people, Maybe there's something wrong with you. You have to at least open that possibility that maybe you're the one that's the problem here. Um, Because inflexible people always bump into others that they don't like, always clash with them. They think they're the victim all the time, when in reality they're not the victim at all. It's just that you can't tolerate other people. By the fact that you can't tolerate other people, that doesn't make you a victim. And a part of the skill in life is to learn to navigate, even if other people are wrong. That's true. They could be wrong. Uh, but you may be wrong also in certain cases, and you have to learn how to navigate. He, he compares it like steering wheel of a car. They have to know how to use that steering wheel. And the steer, you go straight, always straight, you'll, you'll end up, who knows where, you'll end up smashing in a tree. You have to learn how to navigate through life. And... Um, one big Eitzah he gave, which is a tremendous Eitzah, it helped me a lot, After and, and, and I spoke to other people that helped them too, is do your best to try to, if you f- see something that your spouse does or says that really got you upset and you really have trouble understanding, like, what in the world are they doing and thinking, you have to think to yourself that very question. What is he thinking? What is she thinking? As a serious question. If you seem if you cannot comprehend it, then you need to learn more to be able to comprehend that. He says that's the sign of an intelligent person. An intelligent person understands his way of thinking and somebody else's way of thinking. Does not mean that you'll agree with it, but at the very least you'll get to understand that side of the story, like a bird's view eye of the situation. And um like I said, flexibility doesn't mean you bend over backwards all the time, but you need to bend to a certain degree. And um, 
you know, if indeed you're in a situation where you did everything possible and you see that it's your wife that's the one that's completely stubborn and completely inflexible and it's not you, then you get help, then you get counseling, then you talk to an outside objective mentor, a Rebbe or teacher or guide, you know, someone who could guide you and you explain the situation and they could objectively feel it out and see if indeed that's the case and how to deal with it. And um, that's really an important aside. And if you're struggling with this with years, that's the point. Maybe it's time to stop struggling with it. Now, it sounds more difficult than it actually could be, but the first starting point is to agree, to start thinking differently, to start trying to understand what the other side is thinking, even if you don't agree with it. And the truth is, and this is another Nakuda that he just brought up briefly, which is a very important aside, that the inflexibility could come in the form of Yiddishkeit too. And you have to, and, and there, you know, now it's a mitzvah. How can I let this go? It's Indian, it's a Dairaisa, it's a Darabonan. And he he brought down Rabbi Grun about the Rambam about Meisavuchel Al Kodesh. How to talk to your household? There's matzavim that it's mutashiyu shayigim. There's many matzavim like that. We need shikladas even with Yiddishkeit itself and kiyam mitzvahs and and staying away from averis. It's not stama hefker. It can't be can't be mamish hefker, but you have to know how to speak. Like the Gemara brings down. On 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 um, you have to say certain things benachas. Now you know you don't just say you know this is the din. You know this is what you're supposed to do. End of story. My way or the highway. Even with Yiddishkeit, you can't do that. You have to be flexible. We'll end off here. What he brought down, Rabbi Grun, about the Ashlah. He says that you could learn from Yaakov Avinu. Hashem told him to leave Lovin's house, but he didn't just go to his wives and say bang on the table, say, Hashem told us we're packing out, we're going, and just bark out orders and get the kids together with the possessions and go. No. He called them, and he talked, and he said, Hashem told me to do this, and he gave a whole long thing, and he spoke with a calmness, and he explained this is what Hashem wants, and so on and so forth, and then they responded likewise, yes, you know, we will go. So he, what he could have done, it said nothing. You know, this is, came from Hashem. It wasn't his own idea. So you see, even if something comes from Hashem, he didn't just go and force them into it or talk harshly or briefly or barked orders. He called them over and talked it through. And even in Yiddishkeit, you have to do things like that. So highly recommend uh, his shiurim to go into it. I will bring here some summaries of some of the shiurim he said that are very insightful if you have no time to listen at length, I'll do it sort of in a in a snapshot way, but uh, he gets he um, definitely is is uh, the source of of these that I mentioned here. I mentioned his name. These are the sources. It's good to listen and take it to heart because this concept of being flexible is extremely important. Have a wonderful day.